Welcome to Joy Sounds, music you need to know. I'm your host, Chris Sampson. Our guest today is hit songwriter Shelly Pikin. Shelly is a Grammy-nominated songwriter whose breakout hit, Bitch, set her on a course to having her songs recorded by some of the most iconic voices, such as Chrissy Hind of The Pretenders, Christina Aguilera, Celine Dion, and Cher, only to name a few. Her memoir, Confessions of a Serial Songwriter, gives a unique insight into the ever-changing personal and professional landscape of a professional songwriter. Shelley's new record, titled 2.0 Etc., is a creative reimagining of some of her most familiar songs, along with some new previously unreleased material. On today's episode, Shelley talks about the making of 2.0 Etc., and the inspiration behind becoming a recording artist after her success as a songwriter. During the show, Shelly performs three of her songs live from the Joy Sound Studio. She performs Bitch, Almost Doesn't Count, and the number one hit, What a Girl Wants. So let's get started with a live performance of Bitch by Shelly Pikin on Joy Sounds. So good to me, I know, but I can't change Try to tell you, but you look at me like maybe I'm an angel underneath Innocent and sweet Well, yesterday I cried You might have been relieved to see the softer side I can understand how you'd be so confused I don't envy you I'm a little bit of everything All rolled into one I'm a bitch I'm a lover I'm a child I'm a mother I'm a sinner I'm a saint I do not feel ashamed I'm your hell I'm your dream Nothing in between You know you wouldn't want it Any other way Take me as I am This may mean you'll have to be a stronger man Rest assured that when I start to make you nervous And I'm going to extremes Tomorrow I may change And today won't mean a thing I'm a bitch I'm a lover I'm a child I'm a mother I'm a sinner I'm a saint do not feel ashamed I'm your hell Dream Nothing in between You know you wouldn't want it Any other way Just when you think You've got me Figured out the seasons Already changing I think it's cool You do what you do don't try to save me I'm a bitch, I'm a lover, I'm a child I'm a mother, I'm a sinner, I'm a saint I do not feel ashamed I'm your hell, dream Nothing in between, you know you wouldn't want it any other way I'm a bitch, I'm a tease I'm a goddess on my knees when you hurt, when you 
you suffer I'm an angel undercover I've been numb, I'm revived You can't say I'm not alive, you know I wouldn't want it any other way And that was Bitch by Shelly Pikin. And it's my pleasure to welcome to the Joy Sound Studio, Shelly Pikin. Thank you for having me. You have a version of Bitch on a brand new record. That's right. It was recently released, which was 2.0, etc. But right. a very different version. Same so, message. Yeah. So, te- <laughs> so tell me about sort of what the process was to get this different setting. Yeah. You know, I had gone into the studio with Eve Nelson to make this album for myself, finally putting my voice behind my own words. I've been writing for other people for so many years. And we were revisiting it, and I thought, well, I don't want to do another anthem. I mean, Meredith made that Nailed anthem, and, yep. and I can't beat it, and she she made it iconic. I also wrote it with her, by the way. We were thinking, oh, she would it be a ballad? And that was kind of cheesy. And I said, let's work on something else. I just, I can't think about it today. And Eve said, okay, but when we come in tomorrow, how about something like this? And she started putting her hands on the keyboard and coming out, coming up with this very haunting cinematic thing. And I thought, well, let's work on that. Yes. It just felt right. There was no right or wrong. There were alternatives. And she just... That felt right. That felt right for 20 years later. I don't envy you. I'm a little bit of everything. All into one. I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. I'm a child. I'm a mother. I'm a sinner. I'm a saint. I soon I feel ashamed. I'm your hell. I'm your dream. I'm nothing in between. You know you How cool is that? You've had this incredible career as a songwriter, and I've got so much respect for your work. Thank you, Chris. Over the years, and I'm really interested to know sort of what moved you to make a record at this stage. I'm trying to follow my bliss and my truth and my muse. I started doing this when I was 20, and everybody else was 20, and now it's decades later, and um, you know. Some writers are happy to get in the room with another writer, with, with me, mm-hmm. no matter what the generation gap is. Um, some artists and writers are not that happy getting in a room with somebody who's the same age as their mother. Mm. And I just started feeling that. And digital delivery kind of changed the way we got paid and the way records got made and I wasn't feeling like labels were really soliciting outside material as much anymore. And I went through this sort of like this funk, like what should I do from Mm -hmm. here? I started writing about it, keeping a diary about it, posting about it, social media, and that turned into 
my book, Confessions of a Serial Songwriter. Great book. Um, and I didn't know it was going to be a book when I started writing. It just sort of took on a life of its own. I uh, did an audio version, got nominated for a Grammy, and I thought, hmm, it's kind of cool what happens when you just let it go and follow your truth. So I got back in the studio after the book, and I started co-writing again, but I really thought I wanted to make that record I never made. When I started out in my 20s, I thought, I'm going to put a band together, I'm going to try to be an artist and get signed, and I what happened was is I didn't get signed, but labels would come to hear me and they'd say, but what about that song? And I have an artist uh -huh. for that song. Yeah. And, you know, it was a wonderful alternative road back then. I was living in New York. I loved living in New York. I wouldn't have to travel. If you got a song on a physical album that went platinum, even if you didn't write the single, you were paid a statutory rate on right. that song. Yeah. So it turns out that it was possible to make a decent living being a songwriter, even if you hadn't had a hit. Now it's like you have to have a hit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a whole other story. I just decided after all these years, let me, life is short, things happen, let me make that record. And I took a handful of the hits I've had and reimagined them. And the other half of the album are just songs that have never been released, might never have gotten heard, songs that matter to me. And um, I put it out. I didn't expect to be like the next It Girl or Artist of the Year, something that has a lot of meaning to me. It's lucky for me you understand what a girl wants, what a girl needs, whatever makes me happy sets you free. It's a stop along my journey. I'm not sure what happens next. How has writing changed for you in terms of just your vantage point and your perspective? I felt the shift with the entrance of algorithms and noticing that when I went to write a song, especially with writers who, are, who were younger than I, who paid attention to algorithms and knew how important it was to write a song that sounded like that last hit. We're following like a, a blueprint. Uh, that's something that I never came up with. It's important if you're going to be a fashion designer to pay attention to fashion. Mm -hmm. Even fashion you don't like, you need to be aware of it. I listen to music I don't you know, that, that started on the radio and I'm thinking I'm not feeling this, but it's new and I want to I be aware. But I had always walked into a room with a co-writer or two, and we wrote what we were feeling. And we weren't thinking, well, it has to reach this note or sound like this aesthetic or have a whoa, whoa, some kind of post hook at the end. Right. I, I mean, there was a, there was a time a, a number of years ago where everything had the whoa, whoa, and everything had a tonight at the end as if... Nothing else happens at any other time, but tonight, right? Luckily, we sort of OD'd on that and we moved on. Yeah. But it was just so shocking when writers would say to me, you know, like, let's listen to this. Let's listen to the new Katy Perry. Let's listen to the new Julia Michaels. Let's cop that thing. And I thought, geez, I think it's important to listen and then put the 
clothing or the fashion in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a record, mm-hmm. you know? When you go to make a record, a producer has to be aware of the vibe that's... Current trends. Yeah, but, right. Yeah, yeah. But in writing the song, I just never thought about that. And it didn't feel as good to me trying to write paint by number. So that's been a big change. And I have stopped writing as much when I think that that might be the way it's going to happen that day. I just have to say, where is my joy? Yeah, you know what sparks my joy. Yeah, that degree of authenticity and truth, as you say, is I think why your work stands out is because you you follow that. I think I always have. Yeah, you know, I think I've probably written two thousand songs. Probably five hundred have been recorded, but five have been hits. Yeah, and those handful of hits, when I think about it, were really written about my life experience. They came from truth. I wasn't manufacturing love or chaos. And that's, I I enjoy doing that too. I enjoy a pop ditty as much as anybody else. Mm. But I have to ask myself, in my situation, what makes me unique? And why did these five songs resonate so much universally? And they were about me specifically, but they were really about my life, like like bitch, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what a girl wants was about the truth. Almost doesn't count. Was about the same guy at college. I must have written a hundred songs about this guy from different angles. Jake, Jake. I got to know Jake through your book. <laughs> that was yeah. a pseudonym. Oh, he's pr- oh my god, he's probably we'll, we'll, so mad. We'll at put me. Jake in in quotation marks. <laughs> <Right>. Jake. <laughs> I think about him and think, oh my god, that guy's probably so mad at me. But you know. You have to be careful if you have a relationship with a writer because you're going to be material. Absolutely. That's That's fair game. It's fair game. You actually sort of stole my next question is uh, what was the common denominator amongst those five hits? It's no surprise that of all five that they came from that. They came from a real place. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Human, um, a song that the Pretenders recorded. You know, somebody had said something to me one day and it just melted me i'm just destroyed me yeah emotionally and that song came from that that's got to be a trip as well when you get the opportunity to hear some of the most signature voices in our field chrissy hine mm-hmm. christina aguilera sing your truth yeah that's gotta be an amazing experience yes always a thrill yeah. and chrissy hine i have to say was probably the biggest thrill Looking back, yeah. maybe not at the time. I mean, What a Girl Wants was number one. Technically speaking, Christina Aguilera had this like amazing instrument. But when I look back on my body of work and who sang my songs, Chrissy Hind is, you know, a legend. Yeah, absolutely. She didn't need my song. Mm. She writes hits. Even her new EP is amazing. And when I made this record, I reached out to... So many of the artists who recorded my songs and said, Would you, will you sing with me on my version of the song that you... She came through. I emailed her on a Saturday. I thought, I'm cr- I know, I'm, I'm crazy. I'm, <laughs> should I do this? Oh, my God. You know, I'm just going to send this email. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And uh, I went to use the uh, ladies' facility, and I came back to my computer, and sh- there was an email from her. She was like, sure. 
Oh, that's incredible. She was in London. She said, send me the tracks. I'll sing some background vocals. And I thought, it's Chrissy Hyde. That's unbelievable. You know, so she did. We we blend very well together. We've got like low, airy. Um, and that just, you know, really was very special. Would you consider Bitch your breakout hit? That was the first one. Yeah. And it was, it happened in such an organic way. Interesting, though, it went to number two. And the song that was number one was the cover of Every Breath You Take. Oh, yeah, the and P. Diddy. just no yes. way yeah. you were going to knock that one down. I was pregnant when Bitch came out and was number two. And I rationalized that the universe was trying to tell me my baby in my tummy mm. was going to be my number one. Get ready, girl. Ah. Music's going to be number two. Ah. And that's the way it is. You've got your number one on the way. And then she was born, and What a Girl Once came out and went number one. And my rationale for that was that I had accepted that my child was going to be my number one. I had let go, and the universe then rewarded me. What a great story. Thank you for sharing my that. My pleasure. Yeah. But let's get a chance to talk about and hear another of sure. your hits. So we're going to listen to or have you perform Almost Doesn't Count. What's the what's the story of this song? So Almost Doesn't Count is a song I wrote with Guy Roche, a go-to co-writer for me. Uh, I also did What a Girl Wants with Guy and Come On Over Baby. And this was a song about the guy I knew at college. And I just always felt like we almost got there. He almost said he loved me. He almost broke up with that other girl. <laughs> we, I almost made him happy. He would get happy and then he would run off somewhere and I'd be like, Jesus, it's just like so on the edge here. And I had always kept a list of these almosts. And I got together with Guy one day and he was just playing something on the keyboard, which is usually how we got started. Mm -hmm. And this list of almosts had my journal, you know, we weren't writing things on iPhones at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And we kind of dug it, you know, ah, oh, this is cool and it's an expression, almost doesn't count. Have you ever, has anybody ever done that before? Not that it mattered, you can't copyright right, a title. Right. But we were looking at each other at the end of the session thinking the song was half written. Is this country? Is this Bonnie Raid? Or <laughs> is this R&B? Is this pop? What is this? We couldn't really put it in a bag. And Susan Koch, who was my publisher at the time at Hit and Run, played it for Craig Hellman at Atlantic and said, he said, I wanted this for Brandy. I think the producers, he, it's funny because his production of it removed, as a lot of R&B songs did back then and do now, a lot of the very many pop core changes that we pop songwriters can't resist right and at the time i thought are you kidding they took all the flavor all the color now it's i just don't know about this yeah but brandy sang it in her brandy style and it was a hit in fact it's a lot of people's favorite and i love it now when i listen back to the different aesthetic i realize that a song is a song uh, Mark Wills recorded it in the country market and put 
many chords back in, but they were different than mine. Yeah, you know, yeah. everybody plays it with, and even when I play it, and as I will today, I have my own sensibility that mm-hmm. works with my delivery. So I learned that. And I do love Brandy's version now. Whereas when I first heard it, I thought they lost the plot. And I don't think that anymore. I just think that they found a di- an additional plot. And this is Almost Doesn't Count by Shelley Pikin on Joy Sounds. Almost made you love me Almost made you cry Almost made you happy Didn't I, didn't I Almost had you thinking You were turned around But everybody knows Almost doesn't count Almost heard you saying we're finally free What was always missing for you You found it in me But you can't get to heaven Half off the ground Cause everybody knows Almost doesn't count Well I can't keep on loving you A foot outside the door Of a heart that's never really sure I can't keep on trying When you're looking for more Than all that I could give you Than what you came here for I'm gonna find me somebody Not afraid to let go I wanna know that I'll be there kind of man You came real close
And that was Almost Doesn't Count by Shelley Pikin. I actually want to circle back to 2.0, etc. Yes, please. A little bit. Yeah. It's such a beautiful sounding record. Thank and you. it's got these just, you know, uh, atmospheric textures, but at the same time, the, the songs really kind of come out. And it, it sounds to me like it would be a beautiful fit for sync opportunities. Yeah. It seems like it's just be a great fit for right. film and television. What is that? Is well, that, is from that... your mouth to the music supervisors. <laughs> Look, if they hear bitch somewhere in the clothes that bitch is wearing now, I can't imagine that they wouldn't think, wow, cool take. Yeah. If I have a spot for that, I'll use it. Yeah. Not all the songs on the record I think are so syncable. I think bitch really is because it takes on a whole new ambiance yeah. um drama there's a drama. whole new aesthetic yeah. and it's haunting and it- so releasing 2.0 etc and you said it's a weird time for us to be yeah. releasing music but it's a really weird time to also be performing and yeah. have you also been putting yourself out there online or otherwise yeah. to to support 2.0 etc yeah well look I wasn't going to be playing Hollywood Bowl. I know that. But I would have been playing Hotel Cafe and small clubs, and there would have been connection. There's a different energy in the room when there's people. Um, It's not like I need to hear applause, but it does connect you with, are they feeling me? And applause means yes. Singing into a screen during live streams is a whole different kind of... Ah, yeah. way to perform. Yeah. And I I enjoy doing it because I'm playing. I'm performing. And anytime I'm performing, I enjoy touching people and, and reaching people and communicating. I really don't enjoy the technology of it. Computers weren't made to sing into. Zoom wasn't made to sing into. Yeah. So I'm in the process of getting some gear that I could plug into, nothing too elaborate, but something that's going to make the ambiance a little bit better, that's not going to have as much latency, That's receives a guitar and can blend a voice better. Because we are in October of 2020, and, and we're probably going to be live streaming for another year at least. Yeah. I mean, Elton John postponed yep. his tour, his big concert for January of 22. So who's kidding who? If we want to stay connected with our fans, we have to do this. And I really f- want to find a way to be able to do it in a way that I make sound that I am proud of. Yeah. I and don't regret in the morning. With 2.0, etc. Right. Is there any chance that there will be a 3.0? I don't <laughs> you know, 2.0, it was, it, I named it that. Then I thought, you know, I could have named it Chameleon. Because oh, I feel like work, I'm yeah. so many different things. Yeah. But at the time, I was thinking of naming all of the the reimaginations, like Bitch 2.0, What a Girl Wants 2.0, like the second coming of them. Love it. It was also 20 years since What a Girl Wants had been the first number one song of the millennium. There was a lot of symbolism in the 2.0. Yeah. And, and in the et cetera, because the et cetera represented the songs that nobody heard yeah. that mattered. Yeah. I don't know if there'll be a 3.0. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to be doing in six months. I, I love doing this, and not many people 
in the second half of their century say i'm gonna I'm going to make a record and start performing. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I really love it. That's I great. I played on a rooftop in West Hollywood a couple of weeks ago. It was just, I just feel like a, like the lights are on inside, you That's know? Beautiful. So I could see performing in small places, in intimate places. It's not just that I'm, I'm not a great singer. I'm a singer-songwriter and mm-hmm. I'm a singer's, singer-songwriter's singer-songwriter. So People who love to write songs, who have followed my journey, like to hear me come play. And it's a small audience. It's a small room. And that's fine. It's very intimate. Yeah. I've been writing a lot by myself mm-hmm. recently, which I feel very excited about because you don't get sidetracked. I mean, I love co-writing, but... Nothing is diluted. The whole yeah. idea is there. Yeah. I'm definitely getting to be a better musician. Definitely getting my chops better at singing and my phrasing. So I'd like to continue doing this. I I just, the world is in such a strange place right yeah. now. Yeah. I look in my, um, I look at my suitcases and weep. I really would like to travel, mm, you know? Yeah. I'd really like to travel. Yeah. But I'll never stop making music. I'm yeah. going to do my first master class with Susan Koch Great. for songwriters um, writing universal songs from personal feelings, like we discussed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if it works out, we'll keep doing that. Um, she's an amazing song whisperer and teacher. I'm in a good position, Chris, because I wrote these songs during a time when you could sustain yourself, and I never thought it was going to last forever, and I saved my money. So... I don't have to go into the next chapter of my life and say, where am I going to make a fortune? Right. I'm, right. I'm comfortable and I can say, what, what is my joy? What do I want to do? And these things sort of just tap on my shoulder and reveal themselves when, when they feel like I'm ready. So I'm all ears. The other part of you that you had hinted at earlier in our conversation is you're very passionate and tireless advocacy for songwriters yeah through sona sona uh songwriters of north america and uh you and uh your colleagues at sona have moved the needle you've really done amazing work much more work to to go so i'd love for you to just tell us a little bit about your work with sona uh, sona is a, a grassroots organization nonprofit that that i started with um a few gal friends at the very beginning, there were four of us, and we just noticed our statements dwindling with digital delivery, and we thought, what the, what is going on here? We had a meeting with Dina LaPolt, iconic yep. Powerhouse. attorney, yep. and she said, where have you bitches been? I've been waiting for you to come here. And so we reached out to some more friends. And then we were group, we called ourselves in the beginning, the Fempire. We were four women, got a bunch of our guy friends in on it. And um, those are the founding members. There are about 10 of us, men and women. And now we're close to a 1000. We've got a steering committee, we've got a whole infrastructure. We're getting more professional. And we go around to schools, we'll be going coming to USC yep. and and publishing companies and songwriting organizations to explain to them in this new landscape how important it is for especially an independent songwriter to mind their business and what they're going to have to do going forward when the 
MMA was passed, it put into effect a what's called the MLC, which is going to be this database of every song that's out there and all the information so that streaming services can't say, well, we didn't have all the information and so we can't pay you because that's no excuse. But it really was the reason because mm-hmm. if somebody's mm-hmm. saying this song is 50-50 and somebody, the other writer is saying this song is 60-40, well, they don't know who to pay what. So everybody's got to got to know going into that session or going coming out of the writing session that day what the splits are. You've got to agree or you're not going to get paid. And if you don't have a publisher doing it for you, you have to know how to register all of your metadata. There's a lot more responsibility for a songwriter now yeah. than I had coming up. You have to take the time to do that. So we're trying to let everybody know. We go to DC, we talk to Congress people, uh, we play them our songs, we tell them why it's important to pass certain legislation. Um, before Sona, there were a lot of organizations and music publishers and PROs who shared a lot of our interests, who spoke for us certain times, but there was nobody who spoke specifically and purely with a songwriter's voice. And we knew we needed an organization to do that and that we kept at it. We didn't go away until they started taking us so seriously that we have a voice at all of the tables and we're asked to give comments on all briefs on all legislation passed. And I'm very proud of us. I am part of education committee. So I go into the school now virtually with my friend, Adam Dorn. Michelle Lewis has done amazing work with Kay Hanley as our co-leaders. But I'm very proud of us because we, you know, it could have been something that we just thought after three months, oh my God, this is too much work. It's it's like whack-a-mole. As soon as we solve one issue, there's another one. They find a way to get around, there's a loophole. And it's a constant, it will never end. So... I find a lot of meaning in that. I try to dedicate um, many hours during the week to that. Um, it's like volunteering in something that really matters. Shelly Pikin, this has been my favorite yeah. afternoon ever. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I really it's, it's appreciate it. It's been great this. to catch up with somebody in person. Yeah. We are 10 feet apart. <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah, we are. We, are we, 10 feet we, have, apart. we have done a very responsible yeah. social distancing session. Yeah. So, And we wish you ongoing success with 2.0 etc and all joy sounds listeners need to go check this record out it's just a beautiful beautiful sounding record and great songs of course i mean thank you for having me incredible songs but would you finish out our show today with another one i would love to thank you so what would you like to play for us uh what a girl wants wow what a surprise (laughs) (laughs) gotta do what a girl wants talk about evergreens yeah 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 we couldn't we we can't get away uh without having you play what a girl wants so thank you so much shelly pikin on joy sounds performing what a girl wants Giving me time to breathe Like a rock you waited so patiently While I got it together While I figured it out I only look 
but I never touched Cause in my heart was a picture of us Holding hands, making plans And it's lucky for me you understand Yeah, it's lucky for me you understand What a girl wants, what a girl needs Whatever makes me happy sets you free And I'm thanking you for knowing exactly What a girl wants, what a girl needs Whatever keeps me in your arms And I'm thanking you for giving it to me There was a time I was blind, I was so confused I ran away just to hide it all from you But you knew me better Than I knew myself They say if you love something, let it go If it comes back, it's yours And that's how you know It's for keeps, yeah, it's for sure And you're ready, you're willing to give me more Yeah, you're ready, you're willing to give me more Than what a girl wants, what a girl needs Whatever makes me happy sets you free And I'm thanking you for knowing exactly What a girl wants, what a girl needs Whatever keeps me in your arms And I'm thanking you for giving it to me What a girl wants, what a girl needs You're my airflow when I can't breathe You're my hold on when I let go You're my yes man, you never say no No, you never say no You're what a girl wants, what a girl needs Whatever makes me happy sets you free And you know exactly Whatever keeps me in your arms And I'm thanking you for giving it, giving it to me You know exactly what a girl wants, a girl needs Whatever keeps me in your arms And I'm thanking you for giving it to me Be sure to subscribe and follow Joy Sounds wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on all social media platforms using the handle at Joy Sounds Music. Are you an artist who would like to be on the show? Visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com for more information. Until next time, this is Joy Sounds, music you need to know.